Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I'm your girl, Denise Salcedo, and it is Friday night, December 1st. I can't believe it. It is the final month of 2023. Uh, we are in Christmas season, heading into the holidays. I hope everybody is feeling the spirit. Uh, even me, I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. My Christmas tree has been up since the day after Thanksgiving. I already finished all of my Christmas shopping. I'm way Ahead of schedule so i hope everyone's feeling uh feeling good so i gotta tell you i'm feeling pretty damn good following wwe smackdown i thought today's show was one of the best smackdowns that we have gotten in a while i think the last smackdown that i really enjoyed this much and it's still not compare comparison but the last smackdown i really enjoyed this much was when the rock came back of course, that's two totally different types of shows, but I just really want to put it out there that I really enjoyed today's show. And I think the reason why I enjoyed today's show was because every single thing that they did, I cared about. Like, I cared about everything that we saw. We got Randy Orton today, a bidding war for him. We got to see Logan Paul. They announced this big tournament that's upcoming. We got to see some more of this drama unfold between Damage Control and Bailey, and this also included Bianca Belair. I mean, there was quite a bit on the show today that I personally felt very excited to watch. And then they promoted next week's show, which is going to be tribute to the troops and they already announced some big stuff. Of course, we're going to be seeing the first round of the United States tournament. We're going to be seeing Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. And the biggest thing is we're going to be seeing CM Punk on next week's SmackDown. So I thought they did a good job of this being a follow-up show to Survivor Series and then kind of getting us excited for next week too. So I thought SmackDown was a big win today. I had a good time. So I can't wait to dive into the show. Uh, we're going to get right to it. But I'm going to kick things off with our first Super Chats of the day. And this one here is from Darf Steven 77 who says, I could see damage control kicking Bailey out of the Rumble. And then we get a redemption story between EO and Hugger Bailey at Mania. Thoughts. So I do like your idea of this kind of going all the way to the Royal Rumble. And I mean, this could literally be like the next two months, December and January of Bailey kind of putting up with this like mean girl drama that we're going to be seeing from Damage Control, which we got quite a bit of here today. But I would actually kind of like it if all of a sudden at Royal Rumble, one of them eliminates Bailey or something. And then she's like, what the hell? And then like, that's the moment. Are they all get together and they all have a spot where they all eliminate her oh my god that would be so good i actually really like that idea and kind of want to see it happen and then as for the hugger bailey i love hugger bailey i was like one of those people i was one of those fans that had my hugger t-shirt i used to wear the little ponytail on the side i was full bailey mode back in the day uh i wouldn't mind seeing shades of that come back of course we don't want to see like the exact same thing just because i don't like going back and re-seeing the exact same things but i think we can get a nice version of that a, a 2024 version of that oh my god i'm already saying 2024 like what is this guys uh this is freaking wild we're already heading into an entirely new year i can't this is going way too fast for me anyway steven i like your mind i like your idea and i would not mind it if we saw two months of damage control just bullying and torturing bailey 
and Bailey kind of sticking around because she cares because she she's friends with these people. She wants to she wants to hold on to the friendship. And I think that's pretty realistic because when you think about like being in bad relationships, like chances are you're not going to get out like the next day. Realistically, there's going to have to be a little bit more that unfolds until finally you're like you know what I'm done especially if there's like love involved and she loves her friends from like the looks of it right you would imagine that Bailey cares very deeply about damage control so I would like to see something like that play out but Darv Steven thank you so much for getting us going we got a super chat here from Johnny who says Royal Rumble Roman versus Bobby three no DQ one one I love Bobby Lashley I think that he's been one of my um He's always been one of my favorites for sure because I just think he's an incredible athlete. But I don't know that I care to see Roman versus Bobby again. Uh, I think right now, just given what we're seeing with Randy Orton, like that's that to me is the Royal Rumble match is Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. And we'll get to that in just a second. But thank you so much, Johnny, for sending in your idea. We got a super chat here from Call Me Crazy who says, I think WrestleMania will either have Joshi Triple Threat for women's title or for horsewomen, for horsewomen if they get Sasha back. I think that WrestleMania, I'm for the women. I'm definitely hoping that we see Rhea and Becky Lynch. Like that is the match I want to see. I don't know if we'll be seeing Jade by then on a WrestleMania card, I have no idea. I feel like a couple months ago, I've or like right when she came in, I felt a little bit more like that was a possibility. I think now that we get closer and closer, it feels like maybe not yet, but I could be wrong, right? A lot can happen from now until WrestleMania. I know it seems like WrestleMania is right around the corner, which it really is, but we still got a couple of months uh, to get to that and see what they end up doing. Plus, of course, the Royal Rumble is going to be full of surprises. So if we do get Jade Cargill, if she does come into the Rumble, I would imagine she would be winning that. And if she wins the Rumble, well, then expect her at WrestleMania for sure. So there's still a lot. There's still a lot pending till we can kind of get a better prediction as to what we think might actually go down. So we'll see. Stephen Marchuli says Nick Aldis taking the G, the RKO reminds me of GM Flair taking a stunner. Start of Aldis is getting Aldis getting in the ring. Well, I think this one was more so of like I love the way that they did the RKO spot because it really. <laughs> Like all RKO's, like there's moments where you expect the RKO and you're like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And there's moments where you're not so sure, right? And I think this one, I was so caught up with the fact that he had just signed with SmackDown that when he hit the RKO, it's like, yes, because it came out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. And I love that. So it was kind of fun, especially Randy Orton's reaction after that, where he was like, sorry, bro, kind of had to do it. And so <laughs> it was a good little ending to SmackDown. But let's get to that. I, also, I actually want to kick off the show with uh, Randy Orton. And King Potato here says, from out of nowhere. Yes, those are usually the best RKOs when it's from out of freaking nowhere. I love the RKO so much. I would totally allow someone to do the RKO to me. Are you kidding me? I would be so excited. Anyways, but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about Randy Orton and what went down here tonight because this storyline right now, Randy Orton's addition to WWE SmackDown has made this show skyrocket. Now, a lot of you guys are probably wondering why. Well, since Randy Orton came back, we have been getting mentions of the bloodline, okay? We knew that he was coming back to handle his business with the bloodline because they were the reason that he was out, right? So 
We knew he said that. He said that on Raw. I'm coming for the bloodline. So you can kind of predict that that was going to be a big storyline. And right now for Roman Reigns over on the SmackDown side, he had just finished his feud with LA Knight. Of course, LA Knight did not pin Roman Reigns. And we need something, something entertaining, something big for Roman Reigns. Like there really weren't that many options that either A, we haven't already done or exhausted, or just you couldn't just put any rando person against Roman Reigns, right? Like you just can't do that. So you really needed to spice things up over on the SmackDown side of things and give us a reason to see Roman Reigns. Give us a reason to have Roman Reigns on television. And so now with Randy Orton, Dude, we went from zero to 100 with the Bloodline story. It kind of felt like for a second, the Bloodline story was maybe just getting a tad bit. It was getting a little loopy, right? Like we were kind of going back and forth, taking three steps forward, five steps back, that type of situation. And now with the Randy Orton stuff, I feel like we're going to get some good some good stories here with people we care about, with main event players that we care about. So how this all went down is we had been, we already knew that Randy Orton was going to appear on SmackDown. We already knew that. And Nick Aldis told Paul Heyman that he intended to sign Randy Orton to SmackDown. And he told Paul, I will do whatever it takes. If it means me getting rid of the bloodline, I will do this. And of course, like any smart businessman, Adam Pierce was not going to let Nick Aldis just be like, yeah, here, have Randy Orton. So we ended up getting this bidding war. And this bidding war, we kind of already knew that he was going to lean over to Nick Aldis, but Adam Pierce made him a pretty kind of a cool offer. Adam Pierce told Randy, if you sign on Monday Night Raw, you will get the winner of Jey Uso versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. So Randy was guaranteed a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Good offer. Then Aldis came in and said, you sign with SmackDown and I'll give you the guys that took you out. And of course, people want revenge. Randy Orton wants revenge. So Paul Heyman comes out and he ends up bringing out Solo Sokoa and Jey So they attack Randy Orton. And instead of kind of scaring him off, because that was the intention was to scare Randy Orton away from SmackDown, Paul Heyman was like, sign with Raw, it's safer. Sign with Raw, it's safer. Let me tell you guys, going Raw, it's never safer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I broke my own. <laughs> okay. So then, so then uh, excuse me, guys. Uh, my apologies, by the way. I've said uh, thank you so much to Bonkers LFC who says, Jimmy, you so not Jay. Guys, I'm thinking very fast. So my apologies for that correction, but y'all know what I'm talking about. All right. So I broke myself with my own joke. Jesus Christ. All right. So <laughs> Paul Heyman is trying to get him to go over to Ross saying it's going to be safer. And of course, Randy Orton's pissed off at this attack. So he ends up taking both contracts. He stares at them very, very intensely throws away the Raw contract, signs the SmackDown one, and he goes in, shakes hand with Nick Aldis. They have this little moment where they do, they put their hands up, and then he RKO's him. 
So that's where we are at, ladies and gents. That is what went down with Randy Orton. And now there's something to get excited about. This is really what this is. This is something to get excited about. And I think Randy Orton, Roman Reigns is going to be a pretty exciting program. I'm hoping that's the Royal Rumble match that we get. Uh, and that should be something good to hold us until we, you know, get closer and closer to WrestleMania. So I'm feeling this. I'm excited. Uh, this is good stuff, guys. We needed this. Like, we needed this so badly because I know everybody's always complaining, right? And I get it. Where the hell is Roman Reigns? Where's Roman Reigns? And I get that. I want to see Roman Reigns. I love it so much more when Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. I love when he gives me a reason to watch the show. And, but unfortunately, like, there really wasn't many options for, for challengers for Roman. And so now I feel like we definitely got... Uh, a really good one here to get excited about. All right, let's see what people are saying. We got a super chat here from Call Me Crazy who says, have you noticed how stacked the WWE roster is now? Could you imagine if they get AJ Lee and Sasha back? Dude, Mercedes Monet would be absolutely sick, but their women's division, it's like they, it's not like they don't have main event women. They have a lot of main event women. They have a, they have too many options, actually. You got Bianca. You got Charlotte. You got Becky. You got Rhea. You got Asuka. You have the return of Kyrie Sane. Like, there are so many girls and some that I haven't even mentioned that I feel like no matter what, those are the people that you have your main event stories with. Bailey, of course, who we've talked about. We're going to talk about a whole lot more. So, Mercedes would come in and obviously she'd be a star immediately because she was a star when she was already there and everybody would freak out and be excited, right? But it's not like they don't already have a pretty stacked roster. And then over on the NXT side, they're building their women up. So there's going to be maybe in the next year or two, however long, uh, there's going to be a good crop of new women coming in. And these girls are they're freaking they're prepared guys like we've been seeing some great growth over on the nxt side of things but anyways it would be pretty crazy i don't know about aj lee but we did get a mention of her of course when cm punk mentioned her on raw but he's married with her so you know anyways call me crazy thank you so much for the super chat you are right this roster is getting stark we're getting stars too we got stars now on the show guys that's what we needed to we needed more stars more people to get excited about Sheldon Jackson, Sheldon Jackson just gifted 20 DWO memberships. Sheldon, I need to make like some sort of, I'm going to have to make something to like, I'm going to have to put your image on the screen or something every every time you give the DWO membership. I need to think of something cool to honor you uh, each time. Uh, so thank you so much to Sheldon. CM Pepsi says, RK Owen might be a condition. He can't help it. Goes to a therapist. The voice is in my head. They're telling me that I need to RKO people. There you go. That's it. Randy Orton needs to go see a therapist. He's hearing voices. He's RKOing people all the time. Hey, this is long overdue. Call me crazy says, what are you doing, step host? <laughs> Guys, it was right there. I had to take it. It was right there. I had to take it. Thank you so much to call me crazy. We got Kent T who says, Randy and Punk's return are shaking things up good. Yeah, and I might as well mention this now, but CM Punk has been announced for next week's show. Next week's SmackDown is going to be a tribute to the troops episode, and CM Punk's going to be there, guys. Um, I'm assuming he's going to cut a promo. I, I do hope it's a little bit better than the one we got on Monday Night Raw. Like, here's the thing. I need CM Punk to do great on WWE. I don't care. I 
he needed to do great in AEW, he needs to do great in WWE. I don't care where he's at. He needs to do great because this man, whether you like it or not, drives up the conversation. When you've had CM Punk on your show, it gives people things to talk about, whether it's a promo that people didn't like or hell, just the fact that he returned. The guy gives people conversation topics. And so as a fellow content creator and podcaster, uh, I prefer for CM Punk to be uh, in WWE doing stuff and it working out so that, hey, we get to come on here and be like, so this happened. So yeah, it's definitely shaking things up. And of course, you can uh, discount Randy Orton's contribution to that as well. John Deller sends in a super chat saying, who from NXT do you feel will challenge for the U.S. belt? So let's get to that, everybody. Uh, so let's get to that conversation. So here is what went down with the United States Championship. So as we know, Logan Paul is our U.S. champion. He won the bout at Crown Jewel after defeating Rey Mysterio due to the fault of Santos Escobar. And so Logan Paul comes out today and he's addressing his haters. And he says, the more you hope I fail, the harder I work, the harder I work, the more I win. Kind of like that line, guys. Kind of like that line. I think if anybody else would have said it, people would have been like, yeah, go, dude. But because it's Logan Paul and everyone hates Logan Paul, we're like, nah, dude, nah, stop right there. So anyways, Logan Paul announces that he spoke with, with Nick Aldis and that there is going to be a tournament to determine the new number one contender for the United, Champion, United States Championship. So the person who wins the tournament will obviously be the first person to challenge against Logan Paul. Now, from the looks of it, this tournament is going to last a little bit because um, we got eight superstars. It starts next week. We already got two matches that were announced, two first-round matches. So it's probably going to be a hot second until we see Logan Paul in action again, which I guess it's smart on their behalf since we know that Logan Paul isn't going to be on the road with WWE Weekly. So this is kind of them stalling until Logan Paul comes back to actually wrestle so anyways there's some good stuff out of this because the eight superstars that were announced included santos escobar dragon lee carrion cross i can't even tell you the last time we saw carrion cross on tv bobby lashley grayson waller austin theory and kevin owens but there's one more person that's going to be in this and that is a mystery nxt talent and this is in regards to john deller's question saying who from NXT do you feel will challenge for the U.S. bout? So here's the thing, guys, and I hate to kind of be a bummer, but my prediction here is that the person who comes in from NXT is not winning this tournament um, because of what happened with Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Now, we already know their history at WrestleMania. We already know that, but they did have a little bit of a confrontation here between Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Like they had a little back and forth here. <laughs> this and there was a really funny line actually where Kevin Owens told Logan Paul that he discovered him on Vine. Like who here actually remembers Vine? I do. And he told him, like, it took me six seconds to realize that you're a jackass. And we do get Theory and Grayson Waller who go out there and we get another funny moment where Kevin Owens punches Austin Theory like randomly, like out of nowhere. And given that he punched both of them last time, this is the thing that's starting to work for Austin Theory. Getting punched in the face by Kevin Owens is the thing that's getting us talking in regards to that. 
But anyway, so because of this confrontation that we got between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, I feel like that is going to be the matchup that we see. And so that's why I'm kind of expecting Kevin Owens to win. So that kind of impacts my prediction as to who I think is going to be the NXT person. Because here's the thing, when this was first mentioned, I think everybody's first prediction or the first person that popped into their mind was Braun Breaker. I'm pretty sure everybody was like, oh, this is it. This is going to be Braun's moment. However, I don't think it's going to be Braun only because if he does come in, uh, he can't lose this tournament. Like, come on now. And I'm expecting Kevin Owens to win just based off the story that they're telling us. So I don't expect it to be Braun Breaker. Then I was thinking, okay, I was looking at the timeline, seeing what people were saying. Of course, the second name that people were going to bring up is Carmelo Hayes because of all of the accomplishments he's had on NXT. Again, I don't think Carmelo Hayes should come in and lose this tournament. If he were to come in, I would want to see him succeed. And I don't think that is going to happen. Same thing with Lexus King. I don't think that's going to happen either. So this kind of leaves me with like two real possibilities. And I think the two real possibilities would be Nathan Frazier or Axiom. So I'm trying to think of guys that could actually take the loss. So for that reason, I'm kind of thinking that Axiom and Nathan Frazier. I know some people also mentioned Wesley. I don't know because Wesley looks like he's headed back for the NXT North American Championship. And I think Wesley is going to defeat Dominic Mysterio for the NXT North American Championship. So I don't think that he should be in this tournament and then lose. So for that reason, I'm kind of thinking Axiom or Nathan Frazier are people that are from NXT could take this loss, but have some really great matches. So for that reason, that's where my prediction is at. Um, it would be cool, of course, to see somebody like Braun or Carmelo Hayes, but I think those moments are a little bit more uh, suited for like the Royal Rumble or something like that. I think that would be a little bit more of an exciting way to bring talents like that into SmackDown. So that's where I'm at on that. If anybody else has any predictions or a different angle that they're looking at this than I am, go ahead and let me know. Um, so I'm looking forward to this tournament. Again, like I said, Kevin Owens is my prediction for who's winning this. And the first round matches that have been announced that we're going to be seeing next week, we're going to be seeing Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. This makes sense. We already know the feud between LWO. We've already seen this match before. And I thought they could, I'm actually happy that we're going to see this match again because I thought that they could have done a lot more in their previous match, which took place at Survivor Series. I think that they can have more of a, more of a lucha focused type of match is what I would like to see on SmackDown. And then of course, Santos Escobar won a quick squash today and Dragon Lee came out and assisted. I think it was Joaquin Wild. Um, assisted him because Santos Escobar was still going batshit crazy, right? So this makes sense for this to be a match that not only is there stakes involved, but there is an actual beef between these two guys due to the drama with the LWO. So then we're also going to be having Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Now, you guys know that unfortunately things for Karrion Cross have not been going very well on the main roster on SmackDown. Unfortunately, it just hasn't been a hit, and we haven't even seen Karrion Cross in a long time. I don't, I don't know 
what is going to happen here, mainly because I'm sorry. Well, actually, I think I do know what's going to happen here. I think Bobby Lashley needs to defeat Karrion Cross, <laughs> But then I'm like, damn, poor Karrion Cross. He kind of needs something. So I don't know what they're going to do here. I feel bad for Karrion Cross because nothing's really panning out for him on the main roster. And that really sucks. But then again, it's Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley's just kind of on a different level and he's doing the whole thing with the street profits right now. So I don't know really what they're going to do here, but those are the two matches that were the two first round matches that were announced for next week. So that's where we're at with this tournament. David Kaplan uh, sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to David who says, hello, do you think Brock will be back soon? I hope so. I think we're going to mainly see him during uh, WrestleMania season i think that's when i would expect brock lesnar closer uh maybe rumble i would love to see brock but then again if brock comes out in the rumble then we might know how that might turn out so i don't know but i definitely think during wrestlemania season is when we're likely to see brock again brandon james who's been a member of the dwo uh for two months now says hey denise hey brandon thank you so much for hopping on i appreciate you hopping on to the stream david capelin sends in a super chat saying the fact that ellie knight is not in the tournament does not mean oh wait sorry does that mean wwe has bigger plans for him also favorite song of 2023 take care oh dude okay so I do think that I'm not seeing this like as a bad sign that Ali Knight's not in the tournament. Uh, And given that we did see Ali Knight towards the end of the show, I actually forgot to mention that earlier. My bad, guys. Uh, When we were talking about Randy Orton, we we did see Ali Knight come out and help him when he was being attacked by when he was being attacked by uh, Jimmy and solo Sokoa so he did have the help of Ali Knight because we know that Ali Knight also has his prius his previous beef with the bloodline so my bad I forgot to mention that so I think for that reason he might get caught up in that entire storyline so or continue that storyline rather so I do think those are like the bigger plans they might have in store for him so we'll see and or it could be like a thing because you know I'm sure Ali Knight's gonna want to have his rematch against Roman Reigns so I think what will who knows? Maybe we can start with a situation where like this somehow all gets tied in where Ali Knight and Roman, sorry, Ali Knight and Randy Orton are both going for Roman Reigns. And who knows? We could see something there, maybe even between Ali Knight and Randy Orton. Who knows what they'll do? Obviously, they're both baby faces right now. So that would be a little bit, maybe just a tad bit complicated. But I do think that it's probably a better sign that he's not there. I'm still I'm still waiting for Logan Paul, for Logan Paul and LA Knight to be a thing. I, I'm feeling a little less confident right now. Uh, I'm not feeling too confident in that right now. And then favorite song of 2023. Oh my God, like literally anything Taylor Swift related. But just to give you a non-Taylor Swift answer, just so that I can have something new. Uh, Selena Gomez came out with a song that was called Single Soon. And it's such a fun song. So for that reason, I'm going to give Selena Gomez a shout out with that song. Uh, but it's I don't know if it's my favorite song of 2023, but I just wanted to give a different answer. Uh, David, thank you for the super chat. Tunde Ud, Tunde Ud, wait, damn it. I know I always mess this up. Uh, T.U. says, hey, Denise, what do you think is a better heel? Who do you think is a better heel? Alberto Del Rio, Andrade, or Santos Escobar? Vamos, hashtag Santos. Um, I thought Alberto was a pretty good heel when he was doing that. So I'm actually going to go with Alberto Del Rio. I thought he was a pretty good heel back in the day. And then I would probably put Santos Escobar at second, only because that was pretty savage, man. He told Rey Mysterio he hopes he gets an infection and gets amputated. 
Who says that? I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You got to be a new kind of evil to wish that on somebody. So yeah, I'm going to say Alberto, then Santos, then Andrade. Just off the top of my head. Ebony Princess, Roman versus Randy. I want that match for the title. Uh, it would have to be, for sure. It would have to be for the title. There's no way that it, they do this match that it wouldn't be for the title. Uh, Ebony Prince, thank you so much for the super chat. And I appreciate you a whole lot for sending that in. All righty, guys. And let's go ahead and see what people are saying. I want to read this one. This one is from TJ Smooth Zero, who says, Karen Cross needs to be in a tag team, someone like Corbin, or if they manage to bring Sammy Callahan, I think Cross can get a momentum as a tag. I don't hate that idea. Honestly, I don't hate that idea. It would be kind of cool to maybe, maybe that might help him, right? Give him a little bit of something. And usually when you're in a tag team, you can kind of cover each other's flaws. So, and maybe enhance your strengths, <laughs> find a nice little balance there. I wouldn't mind seeing Karen Cross in a tag team because they really like the whole TikTok thing. It, at least for me, I didn't think that it was getting over the whole TikTok thing. It wasn't working. You guys know, I'm not going to sit here and rehash all the Karen Cross feuds, but you guys know that <laughs> when he was feuding with Rey Mysterio every week, I was like, oh yeah, he's still feuding with Rey Mysterio. Then he was feuding with AJ Styles and I was like, oh yeah, he's still feuding with AJ Styles. I would probably say out of all the feuds he's had, the best one was probably the one with Drew McIntyre, but even then that one wasn't that great, but it was the best one out of all of them. So you'll see what I'm working here. We're not working with a very high bar right now. So uh, wishing Karen Cross the best of luck and hopefully they find something that works out for him because nothing's worse than not having, you know, anything going on on the show. Um, oh, you know what? Speaking of nothing going on on the show for somebody, you know who should have been in this tournament? FYI. Cameron Grimes should have been in this tournament. Cameron Grimes should have been in this tournament. We were just talking about him on Tuesday's NXT podcast. And it bummed me out because he is such a great talent. He did so great on Tuesday. And I'm like, damn, what the hell is going on with him on the main roster? They need to figure something out with Cameron Grimes too. So he's somebody that I think should have been in this tournament because he's also like they 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 called him up and they took forever to do anything with him and then they finally brought him in and there still hasn't been anything come on now we need something there Kaden Crawford says yes Denise totally Tiger Claw says Cameron Grimes still works there yep 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 John Deller says, got to say, Corbin has shown some improvement on NXT. Ah, dude, too, uh, you know you know how I feel about Corbin on NXT. Dude's killing it on NXT. I'm, I'm loving what he's bringing to NXT. So, yeah, good stuff there. All righty, everyone, let's go ahead and move on because we still got a couple more things to get into. Of course, I want to stick with the big topics at the top of this podcast. So the next big topic that we need to get into is damage control. Oh, boy, people are loving the storyline. We're evil, man. Honestly, guys, we're evil. We love, we love the savage shit. Like that's what we go for as wrestling fans. We like it to be savage. Like this storyline is savage. Okay, damage control. Basically, being so mean to Bailey after she was the MVP of War Games, after she literally pushed Kyrie Sane out of the way, and unfortunately she lost for her team but they like completely disregarded everything that happened with bailey up until that they're only thinking about the final moment where she lost war gates 
So poor Bailey is getting screwed here. So Bianca Belair, she comes out. She's cutting a promo about how she wants a rematch against Io. She wants her title back. She's like, yeah, I want my title back. And damage control goes out there. And you will know that Bailey was not out there with them. We see a confrontation there. We see Charlotte and Shotzi come out and damage control gets taken out. And later on in a backstage segment, they're like yelling at Bailey, asking her why she wasn't there. And Bailey was like, I didn't know. Like, no one told me. I did not know. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to see Bailey uh, get like be left out of the group chat. She doesn't get the memo. No one tells her this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Um, why? Because they're not showing her the respect, right? They, they're getting rid of her. And so I thought that was really fun. So they announced this match between Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane. This is Kyrie Sane's first uh, singles one-on-one -on -one match since her return to the WWE. So Bianca and Kyrie are having this fun little match before when Kyrie goes out there, she comes out with all the members of Damage Control minus Bailey because backstage EO Sky yelled at her yelled at Bailey and was like you you don't get to come <laughs> it was pretty messed up like remind no taken guys no one here should ever mess with EO Sky because she is mean uh the way that she yelled at Bailey I was like damn girl that's messed up so she yells at Bailey doesn't have her go out there and so Kyrie ends up doing this match, right? She's out there wrestling her match with Bianca Belair. At one point, Bailey goes out there and she like yanks the braid of Bianca Belair, right? And so she kind of allows for Kyrie to get a little bit of a moment. And Kyrie's like, okay, cool girl. Like, thank you so much for the help. Let's high five. So I'm thinking, mm, you know, things are working out again between them. And instead, this kind of backfires. Because Kyrie goes to the top rope and she's getting ready to hit this insane elbow. And so then she tries to go for it. But unfortunately, Bianca has enough time to get up there, grab her and hit her with the kiss of death and hits her with the KOD, gets the win, one, two, three. And Bailey's just there like, I done fucked it up, right? That's literally what she had. That was her reaction. And so now, based on how things unfolded, based on the fact that she wasn't supposed to be out there in the first place, yeah, she helped for a little second, but it ended up screwing Kyrie. You know, damage control is totally going to blame Bailey for Kyrie's first loss in a singles match since her return. And I am here for it. I'm so excited about this. Um, Thumbs up. Thumbs up on all ends here. The story's good. The interest is there. Uh, you're getting sympathy for Bailey. And Bailey is such a good heel. And there was a point where we were like, God damn it, Bailey, you're so evil. So the fact that we've gotten to the point where we feel this sympathy for Bailey, I think it's pretty great. Alrighty, uh, we actually got a very generous super chat here from Hunter Tillman. Hunter, thank you so much, man. Hunter says, hi, Denise, great SmackDown to, oops, sorry, guys, my messenger is on, my bad. Hunter Tillman with his awesome super chat says, hi, Denise, great SmackDown tonight. Did you feel like Bianca was getting frustrated with Kyrie and their match tonight? It was all over the place and just straight up sloppy. What did you think? Also, I started my new job today. Dude, congratulations. <laughs> Hunter Tillman, you're spending the paycheck before it even comes through. I know when you get a new job, it at least takes like two to three weeks till you get your first paycheck. <laughs> I love it, Hunter. You're just like me, man. I get a new job and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Hunter, thank you so much for the super chat, seriously. And good luck on the new job. I'm excited for you. That's always a fun 
thing to do is start a new job. Um, all right. So in regards to this, I don't know. And I think it might just be like a chemistry thing. I didn't think that Kyrie like or her looked bad in there. I really did it. It might have not been like an A plus type of match. It could have certainly been a lot better, especially knowing both competitors, both Kyrie and Bianca are certainly at a higher level. It's definitely both of them are. So I do think the match could have been better, but it might have just been a might have just been like a story thing. Like they're just the, the story of the match in terms of like the actual body of it just really wasn't there. I think the focus was just primarily on what was going to happen with Bailey. And so I feel like the rest of it kind of lacked because they could have definitely done a lot better. It definitely could have been a lot better. I don't know if she was frustrated with her. I can't really tell because sometimes, you know, it's with the clearly she was going to be upset with her since they're opponents. So sometimes you can't really tell on that side of things. So I don't know that I noticed her being frustrated with her, but I do think the match could have obviously been a lot better for sure. For sure. Uh, Hunter, thank you so much for the super chat. And I appreciate um, the insight that you brought here. Dominic Ronza, DWO member says, so hugger return when then mania probably sooner than that, right? Maybe sooner than that. Whenever the actual, like whenever the actual moment happens of this turn, uh, not this turn, excuse me, this betrayal, of Bailey, like the official she's ousted moment, I think maybe give it a bit and then we'll see her kind of get back into this hugger persona of hers. We'll see. Uh, Dominic Carranza, thank you so much for uh, sending in a uh, comment on here. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So we got a lot of people congratulating Hunter Tillman. Thank you so much to the chat over here. Uh, sending in some congratulations to Hunter for that. Uh, DNM says the way EO said you stay here tonight had me rolling, dude. She was mean. She was like, "You stay here tonight." I was like, "Damn, that's so mean, EO." Like <laughs> her tone, like, <laughs> it was mean. <laughs> Call me crazy. Says apparently the Hardy Boys are frustrated with their creative direction as of late. Do you see them going to the WWE? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I read the article on F4W online about that. Um. What can I say? I feel like I I feel like right now there's just it doesn't really feel like see like I think the Hardy Boys are valuable in the sense of enhancing talent and I think that's where they could definitely serve a purpose, but other than that it kind of feels like just right now Things have been moving along. I think there's interest in other people and other teams and seeing uh, younger talents really get over and have their moments and their spots in AEW. So it kind of feels like it's sort of past Matt and Jeff by there. But I do think that they can use them in different ways and make them a valuable, make them valuable in terms of enhancing talent. And we got to see, we just saw them on Dynamite uh, with Top Flight in Action and Dreddy and Isaiah Cassidy in that match that they did. So I think that if they keep doing stuff like that, that'll work for them. But I don't know, man. I think at one point you just like, they're, they got to, they're going to clearly focus on building new stars in AEW. And that's their focus. And you know, that's their focus. If you watch the programming, like you can see that uh, they're trying to build new people and, uh, you know, go from there. I don't know if they would go back to WWE. I don't know if that would be uh, a good place for Jeff, right? Because the last time he was there, he walked out. So I don't know. Will Chisholm says, poor Bailey. If she watches Mean Girl, she would know what's going to happen to her. P.S. Now my daughter is a Taylor Swift fan. Now I blame my wife. Let's go, Will. Let's go. We got another Swifty here. This is great stuff. I'm excited for her. Uh, 
Well, I feel bad for your wallet because she's going to want some merch. <laughs> she's going to want some merch. She's going to want to go to the Eras tour. Uh, you should go take her to see the Eras movie. It'll be a great time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun to have a Swifty daughter. I don't have a Swifty daughter, but I could imagine it'd be very fun. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Um, Let's get into... Let's see what else we got to talk about. We pretty much talked about like all of the major uh, things, but there were really just one other thing that I needed to talk about, which was Bobby Lashley versus Butch. And Bobby Lashley cuts a quick little promo. It says that he's going to cut Butch up into pieces. It's been a while since we've really heard Bobby Lashley on the microphone, especially in an in-ring promo. So this was fun. This was a fun little match. These are the type of squash matches that I like because we know it was kind of a squash match between Bobby Lashley and Butch, but not so much so that you can argue that it really wasn't because we did get some offense from Butch. And I like that. I like those matches where you like, you know, it's a squash match, but because we actually got some good offense from the other person, it wasn't like your boring, typical your boring typical type of squash match. And so I liked this. I like Butch just like going right after um, right after Bobby Lashley, getting him with like all of these boots to the face, slapping him. Uh, this was good, man. It was brief, but it was sweet. And I'm just going to say this, but just completely underrated on SmackDown. He is a freaking gem. This is a guy that I need to see wrestle like literally everybody on this show because he is incredibly talented. And then later on, he gets beat up by Pretty Deadly. So we'll see. Uh, they kept it. Uh, hammering at home that he was alone that he's alone that he's alone so maybe he'll get some some reinforcements maybe he'll get some help we'll see if that's what we end up seeing for butch but uh shout out to butch it was good stuff there and that's it guys uh we actually got a super sticker here from ebony prince thank you so much to ebony for this sweet super sticker i appreciate that very much uh we got everybody saying that they want uh, Bruiserweight return, please. I agree, Caden. Thank you very much for sending that in. Uh, Hunter Tillman also says the exact same thing. Uh, Kevin out here saying he loves Butch as well. Um, Tiger Claw says, been a while since I heard about Lashley doing anything. Well, he was doing the obviously the thing with the Street Profits, and then BFAB and him were having these conversations, these interactions rather backstage. We never really got to hear much of them. Maybe a couple words here and there, but that was it. So yeah, next week we are going to be seeing Tribute to the Troops. CM Punk will be on SmackDown, so that'll be fun. First round matches, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar, Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross, And we're also going to be seeing Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. So you know that one is going to be pretty damn good. Uh, thank you so much to Desi Levis, who says she loves my hair. I just got it done today, but then I took a nap, so I kind of messed it up. My my hairstylist, who's actually my best friend, she uh, she did my hair, and she did like, she did these beautiful, like, big curls. And then I came home and I fell asleep on the couch. And so when I woke up, they were all gone. And I was like, damn it. Why the hell did I fall asleep on the couch? So unfortunately, um, I kind of watered that down. But anyway, so she did a great job. So uh, shout out to her for uh, working wonders with my hair. But there you guys go. That was SmackDown. Now, before I go, everybody, I was very happy because I tuned in to, I went to my Apple podcast page today and we've got so many new reviews. I could not believe it. I was like, what is happening? 
Uh, we have officially surpassed 100 reviews on the podcast. It's at 102. And that was my goal. I've been promoting it. You guys know that. And we got some great reviews. So I want to take a second and thank those people that left the reviews and read some of what they've had to say. So let's take a second to give these people a shout out because they took the time to go and leave these reviews for me. So uh, Duke Tastrophe says, this is good. A fun podcast. I particularly enjoy the AEW reviews with Righteous Reg. Damn right. Let's go. Thank you so much to Duke Tastrophe uh, for leaving that review. We got another one here from uh, Aliathion who says, the best in the business. I'm a DWL member. Whenever I cannot watch live on YouTube, I listen here. Denise has great insight into the wrestling business and is a must listen almost every night. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for this awesome review. We got another one here from Nicholas763 who says, favorite podcast. I would just like to take the time and shout out this podcast. This has been an amazing podcast to listen to with amazing insight into the wrestling world. It's very inspiring and self-fulfilling to listen and know all the wrestling takes opinions. I've been following Denise on YouTube for quite a while and I can't think of a better person to watch. Denise is a lovable, sweet person who I'm very grateful to have an opportunity to listen to. I truly hope your channel succeeds at all the things and I hope I am a part of listening and watching as it continues to evolve into something even more greater. Nicholas said, 763 dude thank you so freaking much um that was a phenomenal review i seriously appreciate that like you have no idea um this one here is from n grasso 763 uh says best podcast um and oh actually they just read that wait hold on i'm confused wait 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 did i just read this one hold on Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it went through twice. Okay, Nicholas, it went through twice. I was like, wait a second. Hold the phone here. Uh, Nick Rosso, Nicholas, thank you so much. We got one here from Omega579 who says, five stars? No, it should be seven stars. Like Kenny Omega, Denise's podcast is seven stars. Great show from beginning to end with detailed analysis of the major wrestling shows and infectious bubbly personality. Omega579, thank you so much freaking much for this. Um, Alrighty, guys, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in to the podcast. I will be back. Uh, the next show is most likely going to be until Tuesday for NXT. And yeah, I will see you guys back then for that. There's a lot of stuff to check out. I just posted an interview with Trick Williams. That is out. The best of women's wrestling for November 2023 is up. And also, if you missed this week's review of AEW Dynamite, it is an all-time classic episode with myself and Reg. I think it's one of our most liked episodes of all time. Like people were really, really digging that show. Uh, so check that one out and other than that i will catch you guys on the next one subscribe i'll see you guys next time have an awesome weekend bye everybody